What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Sports Science Podcast. My name is David, PhD student at Loughborough University. And I'm Matt, head strength and conditioning coach within rugby. David, what are we doing here today? Yeah, good question, Matt. Well, we started this podcast to share the highs and the lows of our journey as we start careers as sports science practitioners. That's right. And we are excited for all of you to be following us side by side through the mud, sweat and non-paying volunteer (laughs) roles. Yeah, Matt, that that sounds personal, but it's not just us. We've got some amazing guests that come onto the podcast as well, including sports scientists, practitioners, athletes, coaches. We'll be getting their perspective and learning from their experiences to help us grow in our current careers as well as in our current roles. Yeah, that's right. So, hey, if that's up your alley or you just want to come and learn alongside us, we'd love to have you come along. So whether for the first time or not, welcome to the RSS podcast. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Series 2, Episode 4 of the Real Sports Science Podcast. Uh, This is episode, in total, 55. Episode 55 of the Real Sports Science Podcast, Episode 4 of our second series. What's it called? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's Episode (laughs) 4. Keeping you on your toes. I I feel like a reporter. And today we have, we're in uh, Niagara Falls, and uh, yeah. today we have massive showers. The dams are broken. The world is ending. <laughs> um, the dam, it's a yeah, waterfall. Uh, yeah, know. You know what's crazy? Speaking of weathermen, you know it's crazy that, like, you know when they look to the side, that they're just looking at a TV screen that's off of. Like oh, looking yeah. at a TV screen, and then that what's here is actually just a green screen. It must be difficult, but it like because they look at the green screen, so they look they're looking at nothing but still like pointing in the right direction with like the TV. That anyways, it's it's crazy. Do you think you could do that? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I really like, sorry, I am ill. <laughs> So, um, just had to get the coughs in there. Um, I am ill, so if you do hear me coughing, I'm sorry. I did say to David before we started that every time yeah, I why cough, are you Ill? I'll pull out, I'll, I'll pull my mic away. First one, it's just <coughs> straight into the mic, just straight into it. Mike's dead. Mike's yeah. Mike's clipped. Yeah, why are you? Uh, why are it's you? Not sunny. Why? Why are you sick, Matt? Um, oh, genuinely, just been training so hard. That my body can't keep up. It's uh, I'm a bit mad about myself because I, you know, I should be. I've watched all of those David Goggins videos, but I'm still getting ill. So that's and you're meant to be training this week with with Ross Edgley, but you can't because you're sick. No, I'm going on my own adventure. My own adventure being a a nice bit of TLC. (laughs) Speaking of TLC, you've got a new edition uh, of your backyard ice bath. Oh yeah, saw that on Instagram. Yeah, um, oh, it's it's unbelievable. It's uh, is it yours? Like, did you you bought it? Oh no, I'm sponsored. Nah, yeah, I bought it with my own hard-earned <laughs> money. Put the payment in, and it was uh, it was a good investment. I love it. Uh, I've got funny clips of it. Um, one of me getting in and just trying to control it. Beanie on, headphones in, and I just zone out. And then after a while. I was going, oh, and then I'll start shivering. And then I'm like, how much time left? Uh, my brother tried it. He nailed it. He got in, 
stood for five seconds with his legs just getting cold. And I said, Ruben, just get in. He goes, I know, Bissaka gets in. And he's like, this. and he's, he had a tactic, just you know, nails. deep breaths, deep breaths. Just. But as soon as he got in, it went. And just, uh, sorry for the listeners. That was me just breathing very loudly. Um, and got out after 20 seconds. So, yeah. So today he's at the oh, gym so when he comes back. So not nails. Nah, we're going back in again. Uh, 20 seconds. How cold was it? How cold did you do it? Are you doing? Degrees. Are you doing scientific ice baths? Or are you going for the psychological, just get it as cold as possible? Uh, four degrees it was. And just whatever temperature is that. That's um, ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't too good. Ten degrees is where it's at because you don't die. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually stay in it. So yeah, ice baths are going well. Um, and yeah, I'll so are you doing it? Easily. Yeah, are you doing it every night or like what's the scoop? Yeah, every night, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, sauna, uh, fifteen minutes, then cold shower. Like there's the thing you pull, and then it showers cold for like you know just to get cooled off, and then go back in another ten minutes. Then cold shower, and then another ten minutes. Me and this uh, one of the boys at Tumbridge Judians, uh, Luca Petrosi, does it with me, and uh, me and him just in there, we cook. And honestly, we 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 did speak about starting a podcast because the amount of cack and stupidity we talk in there, because um, that's what everyone does, hey. But uh, yeah, no, we just cook in there. And to be fair, I by the way, if you ever do a sauna, don't do this. I had I was <laughs> like, okay, just finished my gym. Oh, I forgot to take my vitamins. So vitamins. What else? Amiga, bang, done. I went, oh, and my creatine. Dry scoop, wash it back with the water, with my essential amino acids, bang. Um, and then straight after that, <laughs> oh, crap, I still haven't had my protein shake. Quick, knock it back. Holy Bro, smokes. I was in the sauna like this. <laughs> and he was like, Matt, geez. I was like, Bro, I'm dying. I've got a headache. And I just went, no, nah, that's the that's worst. That's hilarious. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah. Are you so you are you you're are you a vitamin in the morning you guy usually and you just forgot so you did in the evening or what? Oh no no no! Is- I'm a I'm a type of guy that has a big lunch at Tunbridge where the food is plentiful and the food is nutritious. <laughs> so I have it after that when I'm sat in the office at one just <sighs> rolling eating, around after eating all that food, <laughs> and then I have the minerals. That's actually sick that you get that you do get food. It's just like one thing that you don't need to think about. <clears throat> oh, but hey, hey, you do because when that chocolate sponge cake comes around with chocolate custard, and you're sitting there like, I've got already, cake. already had four, four chocolate yeah. cakes. I finish it, just pass it on to the person next to me. I, sorry, I did ask for one earlier, but is it okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Um, and then just knock it back, and then you know what? You are toasty and warm when you're coaching. <laughs> like this, it's all about that layer of insulation for the winter. <clears throat> Hibernation. 100%. 100%. We already we already finished our series on wintering. You took that. True. You took and that a little bit too serious. Talking about goal setting, right on this topic. So wintering, I failed that. Top goal setting, I've also failed that because eat eat a balanced diet. Very subjective. Uh, <laughs> well, today's oh, I needed to balance it with four sp- chocolate sponge cake because this morning I skipped <laughs> breakfast. Um, no. So, David, how do you think my meditation's gone? So, by, I think you've been. Every, you mean your butt naked meditation? Yeah, my uh, perineum or something like that. Um, Peren- perineum? Something like that. Uh, but no. Butthole sunning. So 
11 out of 11 I'm going to say that I'm cool. going to say that's been been a been a big fat zero since we last talked. Uh I did Yeah, zero. Zero. So I still have not meditated. Um but silence is just silence is scary. Um can't be alone with my own thoughts. So yeah, zero. Um nice little bottom row there as you can see. I yeah, let's see. Just For anyone who hasn't listened to the first episode of Series 1, we talked about our yeah. goals this year. And Matt's got this calendar where he has his like daily goals and he ticks off either orange, yellow, no, red or red, yellow, or green every day to like if he did it or didn't do it, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh. Sorry. Dog, nice. Um, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, so the meditation, not so well. How's eight, everything else going? Eight hours of sleep, lecker. Uh, make bed. I mean, that one's easy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> tidy clothes. Ooh, skip that. Yeah, your mom does week. it still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, drink three liters of water. That's easy, especially before a sauna um, and after a sauna, obviously. Uh, where's I read ten pages. Mate, I, I read knowledge. Do you? What, what, what book are you reading right now? Uh, 12 Rules. 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Oh, so not, not like uh, romance fiction. No, 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 no. Um, What's yeah, actually, 12 Jordan Rules for Life. It's quite sporty. Yeah. So I've got Sports Gene, Bounce, Eddie Jones, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, the greatest, uh, by Matthew Said or Seed or something. The rise and fall of the five great powers. Uh, how to build a car by Adrian Newey. Uh, David Goggins. Ah, Ross Edgley blueprint. Uh, and another Ross Edgley one. And then the subtle art of not giving. Oh damn! Um, Classic one. And then Classic oh, one. The one. Oh, I can't read that one. But it's have you read all those? One. Yeah, yeah. Those are all the ones I've read. Wow, that's a, that's impressive. We should 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 we should we do should we read the same book? Give us something to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, should we do a book club? But uh, a little book club about. What, I'll send a book over. I'll send a book over. Okay, send a I've book over. Got, I've got a book that um, I already know what next book I'm going to read. Um. So yeah, we can get one after that one because the next one I'm reading okay. is. I need to prepare myself anyway, so set the bar low. I didn't put that on my goals this year to read books. No? Because <laughs> last year I just didn't do anything. No, I read one book in like four days and then didn't read anything for the whole rest okay. of the year. Yeah, no. Do you know I, what I did? Say that again? Yeah, carry on, carry on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, you know what I've done? Yeah. Set up a little, Set up a little videography business. Which was one of my goals in January, which I've just did the couple days. So that's pretty cool. Spend some time today taking some content for someone, which is pretty fun. So yeah, goal setting, David. Yeah. Summarize. Let's summarize this. Uh, yeah, after that, after that 15 minute <clears throat> fifteen minute tangent. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, goal setting was our... Um, was our topic for this series, series two. Uh, and we had two guests. Should we go guest by guest or do you want to just kind of start picking off 
like what we kind of talked about, what we learned, or we're going to just bounce back and forth, just kind of ping it back and forth. Just whip it around. I was going to say like, yeah, guess by guess and then like a, a, just a round off of like stuff, like guess by guess, what we spoke, what we learned from them. And then finally, what were their final messages? Um, So we'll start off with, well, we had two guests. The second, first one, uh, Josh, Bernard. Josh, Bruno. So Josh from Twelve Marathons, Twelve Days. Um, he. <laughs> Did you hear that? Matt's got an intruder. Yeah, what was that? My brother. He just arrived back <laughs> from the gym. Ice bath. Nice. Um, Getting the ice bath, pal. Yeah, yeah. It's got to stay in there till we're finished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 12 marathons, 12 days, which was which what we started with was just incredible. And then we talked about kind of how he goal sets one for mostly his clients, like different types of clients, whether it's like more athlete kind of focus or more like uh, lifestyle or recreationally like active people, right? Like how does he goal set for each of those different types? Uh, I talked about also like, how do you goal set for someone that's kind of difficult to goal set for whether it's like they're not motivated? Cause that was one of your questions. Like, do you, do you set the goals for them or do you work together? Like what if they don't know their goals, right? Or they're difficult to goal set for because like they come in and they're like, I want to do this and this and this, and it's a bit unrealistic. So that was interesting. Um, but what did you take away from that? Yeah. I mean, like, I think, the main finding for me so as we went through on our first episode about different methods so everyone knows the smart method we saw the research that actually by companies not only in sports sports is easy you need to set goals that's how olympics you know that's how people become champions by setting goals but in the corporate world in the business world we also found that it is extremely important for the managers or line managers for the employees to highlight ways they can benefit and what goals to reach and targets to reach. So goal setting happens around the world. Ways to do it, smart way, S-M-A-R-T. Um, so I knew that Josh, as a PT, would have that locked down. Like he would know. But what I was interested in was what happens when things go wrong? What happens when you reach a goal? And especially, I won't I wouldn't label the, this sort of area as fragile, but sort of getting into gym, building a routine and getting knocked off the rails of that routine is yeah. quite a fragile experience because I'm sure we've yeah. done it where we've tried to stick our mind onto something and we're there, we're there, we're so close to making it a habit and then we break and then yeah. you don't do it until the start of next week or you don't, you push it back for something else. He's like, oh, fine, okay, I'll get back on it. And then you sort of feel guilty and go off for the rails. So it was interesting to see how he keeps his clients re- responsible for their actions as well as how he keeps them, how that he, he says, like, if you do go off the rails or we don't reach that target, then we just make it even more realistic and we cut it back and we try and make it smaller or how we combat yeah. those certain areas. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he really stays away from, um, like, time scales, like, specific. And I wonder how he does that because part of smart goals is measurable or, like, having a time level on it, right? So you're not just like, I'm going to do this thing eventually. Right. But it was interesting that he, he like kind of steered away from putting and maybe it was like more 
like two direct time scales on it. Like I'm going to do this by February 13th midday. You know what I mean? So that I thought that was interesting because like, and I think it came from, I think he said kind of personal experiences where he had a time frame for something, but then obviously like things happen. I think we've all experienced that. You put a goal or, and then you get injured like halfway through the training block. So you can't do it or something else comes up in your life. So you aren't able to, you know, do this goal that you had or like, like you have a goal of saving this much money and there there's like this unplanned payment that you have to make or whatever. And then you don't reach that goal and that can be pretty demoralizing. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I guess it's just finding the balance between like having it too vague and too strict, I suppose. It's kind of what you're saying, what isn't it? Like being able to kind of be flexible with it. Yeah. And I think one thing that was extremely key was sort of the, the conversation we had around, okay, once you do complete the goals, what do you do next? Like, is that that great? Yeah. Cause if I make a goal, I want to someday have big voluptuous calves and I reach that goal and I reach that goal. Um, what's the next step? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. what's the next step? And it's that gray area where it's like, okay, do I, do I stop or do I just train for maintenance for the rest of my life? Um, mm. so it is just also understanding, okay, once, once you get that goal, what's next? Well, you've got to make another goal. Obviously, obviously that sounds obvious. Eh? Um, but it's like a goal that now you've learned from, you can achieve that. Don't go once again too hard. Still keep it in within your like abilities, um, as well as like make them sustainable. So don't make it something that have the goal. Always have a goal that can also be um, worked on. If you get me, if if you get what I'm trying to say, like not one goal which is I want to lift 300 kilos. No, I want to <coughs> I want to continuously improve my bench. Or, or, or no, sorry, that is a good example. Sorry, I want to lift 300 kilos. Because then you can say, okay, now now I want to lift 320. So having a key yeah. measurable part, I think, is quite good, I guess. Yeah. In terms, because yeah. then and if I, think... I say I want to get bigger, it's still, <clears throat> oh, David's coughing. Look at everyone. Look at David, everyone. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. I think, um, oh, shoot, what I was going to say. I think that's kind of, I was just thinking, like, I guess that's kind of the nice thing about having a lot of different goals like if somebody and we keep coming back to like personal training, I guess, but it could go with anything. If you have a bunch of goals in your job or whatever, but it's too, like it's too much to do all of them. And that's not good. I guess it's good. Cause you can be like, okay, we're going to focus on this goal and this is going to be like our priority. We're still going to work on the other ones kind of behind the scenes, maybe mm. just less. This is going to be our priority. And once we finish that, this is the second one that's going to come up. So all of a sudden, like you have four goals that you want to work on. Now, all of a sudden, like first one is what you're going to work on now. Once that one's finished, we already know, okay, that's going to kind of, we're not going to, we're not going to never do calves again. We're just going to maintain them. And now we're going to bring up bench a little bit more because that was our next thing that we wanted to work on. Yeah. And that way, actually, like you've got endless goals, you know, because you can't work on everything all at the same time. Some things are going to take kind of a backseat once in a while, but once that first goal or your priority 
your number one goal is complete or maybe in a, in a season where you don't have to worry about it too much, then other goals can take over. Mm. Uh, I mean, I just like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you talk about like not only having goals in the fitness or health and lifestyle um, subject or category um, was another one we had, we experienced with Ben. So we always bring up how tough placements are. And we always speak about how, to people who have already gone through placements. And it's it was actually quite uh, fresh having someone who's actually going through that process and someone who's having to work at one point three jobs or two other jobs alongside his placement to keep it going. Whereas, say, some others are fortunate to not work and just focus on mm-hmm. that placement and afford to just go through that placement without having to work and, you know, have, you know, you yeah. know. And um yeah, so it was it was quite fresh speaking to someone like that so raw in their career, um, and actually see how it is quite tough and using goal setting can be helpful in terms of like he wasn't too strict with it, I want to get a job, I want to get a placement in this area. He was like, I just want to get a placement. <clears throat> so that was his main goal and through that he didn't alienate himself from different avenues to go on. <laughs> he ended up choosing uh, performance analysis, which he ended up really liking and enjoying. And now his next goal is he, he actually, to be fair, now thinking back to it, um, he didn't utilize goal setting as much, but through the conversations we had with him, we could see that he had, uh, he had some goals that were aligned to his future career. Cause he still, he said, didn't he? He said after performance analysis, I don't want to sort of just go straight into performance analysis. I want to go through different sections. So it was a still, varied vague goals but they were still there nonetheless so i I think goals are part of everyone's life well i thought it was interesting because like what you said it was cool to talk to someone who's doing it right now and he was six months in and it was cool because it made me realize as well like goal setting is you can only goal set if you know like what you kind of want to do. And because I asked him like at the end, we asked him like, well, what do you want to get out of these next six months? Like your last six months. And he's like, yeah, it's a good question. And I guess like, if you'd asked me that six months ago when I just started, I wouldn't have known because he was just for like, how do you goal set going into something where you don't know like what it's going to be, what to expect, what you're going to learn. Like you have no idea about any of it other than like your only goal could be like, learn everything you can, (laughs) which like, is a, I mean, that's a good goal to have, but it's not very helpful at that time, you know? But so it was interesting at like talk, kind of hearing him reflect back on like, actually, I do have goals now. Maybe I just hadn't like written them down, kind of actually verbalized them of like, actually now, now that I know what the last six months has been, now I want to do this X, Y, and Z because these are kind of the things I'm interested in or or these are the kind of the different experiences that I want to get. So I thought that was interesting how he kind of reflected on, on like how goals change or how like the process of goal setting changes over the course of like six months or a year. Yeah. Um, But they're very tangible. They're very volatile in the sense, like to be fair, you could be exposed to something, (laughs) nothing that you expected. So he's gone into an environment that he was like, okay, did not expect that. Now his goals have to change. So they don't always have to be set in place to an extent. Yeah, um, or and, even just like develop, develop. Because at the beginning, so like I didn't have any like goals because I didn't know what to expect. But 
as like I guess it went on and when we asked him he's like yeah I guess they've kind of they're developing more and I guess maybe it's just important to be because I think a lot of times especially in placements or like experiences you can go in like excited but not really like like aware of what you want to get out of it not that Mm. you have to be super aware but i think it's valuable at some point like a year at six months being like okay sit down this is what i've learned and these are some goals now that i can set because i'm at a space where like i know a bit more where i can actually set some like reasonable goals does that make sense no no 100 percent. and i think one thing you mentioned with uh josh was that um how goals can actually be intertwined they don't just have to be for one area um so one thing we noticed about ben that he said it wasn't about the role it was about the experience so in the sense like he's got a role so that's his goal and now he's actually developing goals through this experience so yeah he doesn't have a goal that's like directly related to sports analysis no, Although he did say he wanted to do this thing like in the next six months to look at the data. But his goal is yeah. more like to gain different experiences like in the SNC or like what he said, like how do because he gives the coaches and the and the SNC coaches the data, but he wants to learn like how do they actually how does the data he give them that he gives them actually influence what they do day to day. And through, so, so yeah, and through that, that was my sort of main take home with Ben was that actually through an experience that he had, he created a short term goal through that. So he experienced, yeah. oh, like, oh, I need to speak to SNC coaches more or actually I need to reach out to this area more and find out why they use that data through that experience. Yeah. So goals aren't when we say short term, we don't mean like three months, three weeks or, you know, we mean like two days, three days or a task <laughs> for that day. That's a goal. Yeah. If you write little tasks or, or something on a notepad on your to-do list, for example, that's still a goal to achieve. And yeah. even taking those little things off can spur you to sort of continue to go <clears throat> for longer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so interesting because whenever like we talk about goal setting, we immediately go like, oh, like what are what are our top five goals? What are the, like the big things that we want to take off? You know, and often it's so daunting. But actually, like, how good does it feel when when you get up, when you go into work, whatever, and you write down, like, these are my to-do list for today. And it's like a bunch of small tasks and you do them all. Like, you feel phenomenal. Or you do a couple of them and you're on a roll and you're like, yeah, now, now, now I got like a bigger one to do that like feeds into this bigger goal I have. You're just kind of more motivated to do it, aren't you? Because you've like already accomplished Oh yeah, no, a thousand percent. Two, three, yeah, yeah. I I thought I found it really interesting um, as well because we were talking with Ben about like feeling pigeonholed because now he has experience in data analytics. Now he's going to like get another job in data analytics, and that's going to like form his whole career, kind of right. And it, it it made me like think of, and I spoke quickly about like about my masters and how that wasn't to do with anything that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And actually, then I got another job that was exactly related to that masters, and I only got because I had that experience. So that's kind of 
it it was just interesting to like reflect back on my own like i guess career progression over the last three years where actually like at the beginning of your career here yeah what what's more important at the beginning of your career getting an experience that's directly related to exactly what you want to do or getting um, like more experience in a broader range that are kind of related what what do you think yeah i, I guess mean, it depends but yeah for us i think it's actually it could be just as if not more valuable getting experiences in other areas that are related to what you want to do possibly but not that exact thing yeah no I, I think. Oh, yeah, no, a thousand percent. I agree with that in the sense that, to be fair, I'm, I'm a bit half half because I am at a stage where I do know what I want to do. Like, I don't want to, as an SNC coach, I do have to sort of understand the physio side to an extent. But do I need to? I, I do have an interest in <clears throat> the performance analysis side, but will that. In, in the terms like, oh, I just find it interesting, not in terms of like, oh, I might need to know this if in case I want to do a crossover. Because I do, I do, yeah. I'm at that stage where I do know what I want to do because I do yeah. have... Num- I wonder so if it, it, it just depends on where you're at because like... Oh yeah, yeah no, 100%. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to go get some, like go into a data analytics role because that might help me in the future because... I'm a bit more, I guess, like on do my PhD, but in my, in my undergrad, that would have been unbelievable. Kind of like, where oh, yeah. he is now. <coughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, talking's great for this cough, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can t- and, uh, yeah, no, no, I get, I get it from that standpoint. And to be fair, it, it, it being like completely transparent, I guess three years from now, uh, if I did delve a bit more into the physio side of things, would that make me a better SNC coach? Yes. Mm. So, sort of, I guess you're never ending to have goals in different areas mm. in terms yeah, of like not so. just your career. Sorry, yeah. in terms of just career and in terms of just SNC, no, I still have like I still have goals that would expose me to different sort of experiences that could yeah. lean into. Or like, what if you got a job after this one in? in like a physio clinic doing like more yeah like program building for people that are going to physio like that's not really what you want to do but actually that might be super valuable for some reason because in the future some some yeah some big shot rugby coach is going to come in you're going to treat him and he's going to be like actually we have a job and to be fair like if I want to, so after being head SNC, the next thing is head of performance, which covers sort of the medical, the phys, uh, the the nutrition part side of things. So yeah, yeah, sure. it, yeah. It, it would benefit that. So and, there and you if go, you know, like setting. if you already work with physios, you know what they need. You know, kind of, kind of like the the key key areas where problems happen or how they work. Then that's just going to help you in a performance role, isn't it? Like as like head of performance, I mean, yeah. And also, I think like the more people you work with, the better you get at communicating with different types of people. And the higher you go, the more your job is communicating, isn't it? Like once you become a manager or like the director of performance or whatever, like all you do is you need to communicate well with people. 
And if you've never had to learn that in your different roles, you're probably not going to be very good. Yeah, yeah. I think. That's uh, too much of everything. That's everything what? I've got. Nice. In terms yeah. of what I've yeah, that's everything yeah. I got as well. That was a nice little, little four-parter. There you go. Nice short. To... <clears throat> short and sweet. Yeah. Nice summary. Yeah, short and sweet. Um, Another series done. <clears throat> Another series done. Another one coming up. So February is going to look a little different. You're going away. Also, we got some exciting stuff planned for March. So we don't want to do too much in Feb. Yeah, I'd say so, March is the big one. So March is the big one. So make sure, yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to tease some stuff uh, for that coming up in the next few weeks as we get things rolling. We're going to have one episode uh, that's just going to be like a research episode. I think that will kind of go deep into a topic that we haven't decided yet. So if you want to, if you, if you think of a cool topic that we could research and talk about, kind of learn about, let us know in the comments below, if you're watching on YouTube or on Instagram or shoot us an email, or if you know us, text us, let us know. Uh, yeah, because we're going to have that. And then obviously in March, we're going to hit it hard uh, with a really, really exciting uh, series. A little, a little teaser for March. Would I, am I, am I going to see you? finally has it been a long time you, it has been are we doing thing are we doing something in person maybe oh, oh. yeah oh. don't tease me like that matt it doesn't <laughs> is it gonna be, a, be very sad a close encounter ice bath maybe <laughs> has been discussed i have some budgie smugglers for you i have some budgie <laughs> smugglers for you you're not i'm no one's allowed to wear those if both of us are getting in that ice bath <laughs> fine one of the one of us can wear it then <laughs> all right uh, well yeah signing out this has been the rss podcast we're out <laughs> <laughs>